Rogues Gallery is a Batman Adventures game podcast brought to you by Canhammer. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Rogue Gallery Podcast. I am Zach and I'm here with... Andrew. And uh, today we're here to talk about some tournament prep as the topic of today's show. Yep, uh, but first let's uh, jump into some new releases. Uh, so this we're recording this like last day of August. Yeah. <laughs> Literally last day of August, so it might be a few days before you get this, but um, no new releases for this month. Uh, Batman related, there's the new DC stuff coming and... That really sexy Harry Potter box set coming from Night Models, but uh, nothing specifically Batman related. Um, although we do have now the cards for Doom Patrol, right? Um, so for Doom Patrol, right now the team list is only the core Bat Box plus Beast Boy. So the core box is the Chief, Negative Man, Elastigirl, not from the Incredibles, Robot Man, and Crazy Jane, right? And uh, that kind of sucks if you want Beast Boy because you got to buy another Bat Box to get him. Yeah. Um, but you don't really need him, I don't think. I wouldn't play him in Doom Patrol ever. Really? Okay. Because his team. The, I think the biggest problem with Doom Patrol is the team rules. There are some good ones, but there are some really weirdly bad ones that make models basically unplayable. Right. So if you roll double ones or double twos, I can't remember which one of the two double rules or three double rules it is. Um, Beast Boy loses his form. Really? So he drops down to his base endurance four. And then he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> he dies pretty quick at that point. All right, so. fair enough. Yeah. Uh, so we'd wanna, we'll go over the core bat box. Sure, let's do that first. Cool. So first up is Niles Calder, the, the chief. He's uh, rep 70, 200 funding. He's a sidekick. Willpower eight, strength four up, movement one, attack three, defense three, special four with scientific and endurance six he's got a hidden gun which is worse than the automatic gun because it is not light and it is not three shots it's just blood stun two shots two ammo firearm and short range so could be better i think it should have been better because he's got no offensive capabilities other than that yeah um the traits are kind of where he tries to make up for it but i still think it falls a little short so he's got Genius, which is a new rule. So once per round, this model can remove up to two action counters from a friendly model within six, and then allocate the same number of action counters to another model within six. So it's good to power load somebody, but it really hurts at the same time because you're spending a counter to take two counters from someone else to put them on another person. Right. Uh, he's got Leadership, Mastermind, Medic, Protect Me, Psycho, Scientific, Strategist, and Wheelchair. What's Wheelchair do you? So wheelchair is another new rule. Um, this friendly models in contact with this model can take a manipulate action to move it up to three inches directly away. Then the model that took the action is placed in contact with this model. So it's essentially pushing the wheelchair around. It's <laughs> you're spending a movement to get three inches instead of two, right. and you're doing it for two models instead of one. So that part's kind of nice, but it's, it's weird because then typically manipulate you can only manipulate the same thing once. Right, so you can't double push yeah you can't push them a bunch but they do have that strategy that lets them uh it's i need support so as soon as a friendly model completes its activation you can move another friendly model up to four inches towards that model so you could kind of link things together that way which would be good but yeah it's it's okay seems legit um i guess he's your only boss leader option for the box uh he's the always the other leader option is robot man okay so next up is robot man he's um clifford Steele. he's 85 reputation he's affiliate brave and the bold or doom patrol he comes in with seven willpower three plus strength two movement four attack not bad uh defense three special three and a really nice endurance nine He's cybernetic, has medium armor, so it's super hard to hurt him. Steel hands, which I think is a uh, three stun per close combat attack. And a push. Oh, and a push. Jesus. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, desensitized, so he's not worrying about taking damage and losing willpower. Uh, he has order, which 
cool, I guess. Unstoppable, which is uh, two successful blocks to to block one attack. Nice. Okay. And true love, crazy Jane. <laughs> and you can also give him a gun through uh, the upgrades. What kind of gun? So it's hidden cannons. So it's bloodstun, rate of fire three, ammo three, short range firearm assault two. That is insane. Um, pretty good for an eight five rep model. Um, he's gonna be a lot of my brave in the bold list. I can tell that right now. <laughs> yeah, like he's not just he's not just someone you're gonna take in um, Doom Patrol. Uh, I like him. He's kind of like a I want to say like a kind of like a little better Bane. Yeah. You know, Endurance Nine, crazy with the desensitize. So he's just you gotta knock him out to like stop him from doing anything. Um, and cybernetics, so he's re- he's got all of those little buffs, like the plus one to block and can re-roll recovery rolls. Yeah. Medium armor, so yeah, have like, fun wounding him. Good luck. Defense 3 kind of lets him down, but with all the other things going on, I think that's not too bad, actually. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I dig this guy. He's pretty cool. So next up is the Negative Man, Lawrence Michael Trainer, 79 rep, zero funding, free agent, affiliate Brave the Bold, Willpower 7, Strength 4, uh, 3s for stats across the board, and then Endurance 6. So he's got uh, minor explosions for his weapon. So it's Blood Stun, 2 Rate of Fire, Ammo 3, Beam Explosive Short Range. And he has Bluff Disappearing. So when this model becomes the target of an enemy attack, you can activate this trait to move to f- up to 4 inches before the attack is performed. If this means the enemy could no longer target this model, the attack automatically misses. It costs two movement and a special, and it's passive, so it's really nice, but it takes a good chunk of your activation if you do it. Uh, He has Fly, Obstinate, and then a new rule called Radioactive Soul Self. So for two special and once per round, when this trait is used, this model becomes immune to all damage and effects, cannot be targeted by any model, cannot move, and cannot control or dispute objectives. However, he has plus one attack, plus two to damage rolls, and his unarmed produced double stun. This model can make close combat attacks against models up to eight inches away as if they were in contact, and these conditions last until the end of the model's next activation, but you can't use it twice in a row. Okay. Uh, That's pretty crazy to you. Although... Very weird, very interesting. Yeah. The potential is good, but it's depending. Yeah, you gotta kind of hope the situation arises to make it happen exactly yeah um and that's kind of a huge wordy rule yeah on a new model a lot of them have it yeah it's true um i guess this would be the crew to do it though because they're so kind of weird and thematic each each one's like super different from each other and, and i got what i asked for they're strange they're unique they're yeah. pretty different than any other crew so i like it yeah this is what you wanted so uh, i asked for this i'm sorry way to go buddy um, so next up, I guess we got Elastigirl. She's a free agent for Brave and the Bold or Doom Patrol. Uh, she's reputation 61. She has 7 willpower, strength 4 plus, movement 3, so pretty good. Uh, attack and defense 4, and endurance 7, so she can take a punch pretty good. Her special rules are extended limbs, which, uh, let's bring that up. So the model can make close combat attacks against models up to 3 inches away as if they were in contact. So, like, a little better reach. Mm -hmm. Uh, Undercover, so she can deploy further up the board. Uh, Performance. Performance, sorry. I'm looking at the actual card, and there's, like, a (laughs) dot right above the C. So, performance is, if this model's not KO, enemy models within 6 inches that wish to perform an attack or use traits with an activation cost must first pass a willpower roll or spend one additional action counter to perform the action. In addition, if they fail the test, they suffer minus one to hit rolls until the end of the round. Gross. Yes. Uh, she's resilient, which kind of helps her, I guess. She's stretching. Uh, That's another fun new one. At the start of this model's activation, change all of its blood marker damages to stun. Okay. In addition, once per round during its activation, this model can choose to increase its size or decrease it. Until its next activation, if the model increases its size, it gains plus one to damage, and its unarmed inflict double stun, but it suffers minus one to its defense. But if it decreases its size, it gets plus one to defense and plus one to ping rolls, but loses minus one to damage rolls. Okay. So, So, something to help her move up the board, I guess, and then when she gets there, just hulk out. Yeah, because, I mean, when she pops up, she's doing, she's strike three 
doing double stuns with attack 4 and defense 3. And then when she shrinks, she's defense 5 yeah. with a plus 2 a ping roll and damaging on 5. So you don't want to hit with that anyway. Exactly. That's her I want to stay alive mode. <laughs> and then to pair up with that, she has regeneration. So when she does change all those mm -hmm. uh, bloods to stun, she'll just start healing them off. She has true love Beast Boy. It's because it's her son. Is it really? In the, in the comics, when Beast Boy was first introduced, it was as her and, and uh, Mentalo's son. I have no adoptive. idea who Mentalo is. Uh, he's a character that was in the show uh, in, a, in one of the episodes, but he was a part of the Doom Patrol in the original. Picture, like, Professor X, but able to walk. Whoa, wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I only know Beast Boy as the son as that chick in Africa... Uh, from the... Vixen? No, she wasn't a superhero. He mm. was, uh, in the Injustice... Not Injustice. The Teen Titans cartoon show. Oh, okay. The one they just rebooted. Yeah, with Teen Titans Go. Oh. No, not Teen Titans Go. Uh, like, the actual good one. They rebooted the show? Like, that new one? I don't know, they did, they did a new one of the old Teen Titans. Like, the actual good Teen Titans? Yeah. Where, like, um... Because I knew they did the Teen Titans vs. Teen Titans Go movie, but I didn't realize they started the old show again, did they? The old show, yeah, it's on... Bitchin', this is a good day Netflix, for me. but the DC streaming service it's going to be on there, I believe. Are they going to Young Justice? That's it, Young Justice. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. No, then, that's and, season three. Yeah, and in that one, Beast Boy, they go to Africa, and Beast Boy is like the son of mm -hmm. just some scientist lady, and then for some reason she dies, and Beast Boy gets... Someone's blood, which turns them into actual Beast Boy, like a year later when they go yeah. back and it's like, oh, what the hell? So that's that's all I know about Beast Boy. It's <laughs> Young Justice's take on him. Um, so last up for the base crew is Crazy Jane. Her name is Kay Chalice. Reputation fifty five zero funding. She is a henchman for Brave and the Bold and Doom Patrol. She's willpower six, strength five, and then threes across the board for stats. Endurance six. She has two sets of weapons, but they're only usable during her specific personalities, which is a rule we'll get to in a second. But her weapons are flame bolts, so blood stun, two shots, infinite ammo, beam, short range throwing fire, and lightning, which is blood stun, three shots, infinite ammo, beam, electric, medium range throwing. So her traits are bipolar, which kind of sucks, uh, personalities, which is a very interesting new rule. At the hmm? yeah, go for it. Uh, at the end of the take the lead phase, shuffle all the personality cards and draw one. Apply the rules on the card to this model until the end of the round. This model cannot use its weapons unless it draws the personality card that allows it. The model ignores the steal effect. In addition, if the opponent has five more VP than the owner of this model, or this model has three or more damage markers, you may draw three cards and choose one. Ooh, okay. She also is self-disciplined and sturdy, but I think everyone wants to hear the personalities because yeah. that's probably the biggest thing um so she has 12 personalities in all f in the game she has 64 in the actual comics what? so i'm glad they only picked 12 because <laughs> a lot of them are pretty useless okay these are like the powered ones fair enough um i guess the first one you can pick up is the scarlet harlot uh so if you pull this one on her she gains once per round this model can spend two special counters if it does all enemy models within six inches lose one action counter of your choice. In addition, once per round, this model can spend one special counter to target an enemy model within four inches and line of sight. The target reduces defense by one until the end of the round. So, kind of helpful, I guess. Um, sort of like a confusion. Well, it's like Black Bats on Red Death. It's just to yeah. shed counters on enemies. To shed try counters, and... but then like a built-in whistle almost. Mm -hmm. Or I guess... Um, distract whistles exactly yeah. different. um so that's pretty cool uh then she has the hammerhead um this one's really crazy uh her unarmed attacks inflict three stun damage each this model gains plus two to its damage rolls and each strike the model makes requires two successful blocks to do to successfully defend against yes um so that drops her to three yeah, strength three and three stuns, and you need to block like crazy to stop her. Um, really good. Uh, next next up is uh, the Black Anis. Uh, she gains plus one to her attack, plus one to her damage rolls. May reroll failed damage rolls. In addition, this model's unarmed attacks inflict blood stun. Yeah. It's kind of like a less good version of Hammerhead. Yeah. Um, 
After that, she has Baby Doll. All models within 4 inches suffer minus 2 to their damage rolls. Uh, Zach told me this also includes friendly models because it says all. Exactly. So you got to be kind of careful with this one. Uh, in addition, whenever this model is the target of an attack, the attacker must pass willpower roll or the attack automatically fails. So like a built-in charm, essentially, mm -hmm. which is pretty sexy. Uh, and, and a Batman he, wounding on fives is terrifying. <laughs> yeah, if he gets through the charm, which he probably will because he has reroll on that one. But yeah. other models, not so much. Um, next up, we got the Snow Queen, which is the one I think is the most crazy. Uh, all those models, unarmed attacks, inflict cooled, which I hate cooled because it sucks to be having your models hit take that. Uh, in addition, once per round, you can select a model within 10 inches and line of sight. Target must pass an endurance roll or become subject to the cooled effect, so she doesn't actually have to hit everybody. Um, if the target passes the endurance roll, it still suffers minus one to defense until end of the round and loses one movement counter. Mm -hmm. Then finally, I think the craziest one uh, is the Sin Eater. This model ignores all damage suffers. It should probably say it suffers, but yeah. <laughs> Spanish to English, maybe not the best on this translation. That's just insane. It's horrifying, just ignoring. So this is two models now that can ignore all damage in this crew. Yeah. Uh, so the other six, uh, there's Dr. Harrison, so a better Ivy. Once per round, this model can spend two special to select two enemy, two enemy non-vehicle models within eight inches in line of sight. The targets immediately suffer the hypnotize effect. And in addition, enemy models within four inches of this model at the end of the round um, suffer minus one willpower during the next round. So, really scary. Flit. Once per round during this model's activation, you can place it anywhere on the board. So, just a teleport to pop her wherever she needs to be. Wow. Mama Pentecost. All friendly models score one additional VP when controlling an objective. In addition, friendly models always score an inspired solution result when manipulating a riddle objective. So... This one is chancy enough where you might want to take riddles with them, but I'm not 100% on that. Getting a nice four points if you get that thing is really nice. Or if you're facing a riddler. Exactly, yeah. There's shit out of luck there. Uh, and Flaming Katie. Uh, they can use the Flame Bolts weapon. Enemy models that end their activation within four of this model suffer the fire effect. Whoa. Yeah. So, <laughs> send out two fireballs, and then if you end within four, you're on fire. Gross, okay. And that would be on top, too. So, mm -hmm. say you shoot it. That's one fire counter, and then if you're within four, that's another one. Exactly. Gross. Uh, Lucy Fugue can use the lightning weapon and can see any distance, ignoring obstacles and terrain. This model can perform range attacks through scenery, ignoring ping. So that beam where you're wounding on twos with lightning three shots can shoot anywhere within 16 inches, no ping, nothing. Wow. Uh, and then finally, Lady Purple. Gain plus one willpower. This model may re-roll any of its dice rolls. In addition, friendly models within four inches may re-roll one die per activation. So luck that kind of spreads to everybody, but only once for everybody else. Fair enough. So on the whole, I think it's pretty scary. It could be better, sure. But, I mean, could it really be much better? <laughs> I mean, it's a 65-point model. And 55. 50, okay, so yeah, even better. Even better. <laughs> um, I don't think you can really expect too much more, especially with... This list of abilities, mm -hmm. I guess the only downside is you don't know what you're going to get. Exactly. So you can't plan for it ahead of time. Mm -hmm. um, and you just kind of better hope she's in the right spot to take advantage of whatever personality she gets that turn. Yeah. Uh, but really, there's... N Except for, like, the one where it's, um, you can't... Sorry, the minus two, two damage rolls one. Yeah, baby doll. There's no real downside to the rest of your force for whatever she picks. Pretty much. You can always do something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then if you take that, if she's wounded or whatever, mm -hmm. you can pick... Th you take three. the top three, you choose one. Yeah, so chances you are you'll get something you kind of might want. Yeah. Um, but I guess, again, like we said, this is what you wanted, wacky-ass rules. and Damn right. She's probably the wackiest out of the lot. I mean, for 55 points, Henchman, I'm probably going to take her in Brave and the Bold 2 just for fun. Yeah. Throw some weird shit in the game and just, surprise, now I'm going to nuke you with zapping. Okay, cool, now I can't take any damage. All right. right like, let's... It, it's weird, it's interesting, and I'm really glad that they kind of went balls to the wall with it. Yeah, this is very different than anything they've sort of ever released so far. And their I, team rules reflect that, too. Yeah. And I thought... The cult was weird. These guys just took it up to a hundred. Yeah. 
so their three big team rules are I've never I never asked for this. So friendly models cannot control or dispute objectives in any round that they score a natural double one for any role. Ignore this rule if at the end of the round a friendly robot man model successfully passes a willpower roll and is within eight inches of that model. So the potential is bad if you don't keep them close by. Right. But there are good things about these roles, but there's another bad one before we get to the good one. <laughs> so losing control, and this is what I was referring to with Beast Boy. Okay. If a friendly model named Below scores a natural double two any time during the round, immediately apply the listed effect. Beast Boy, any active upgrade card this model has becomes disabled. Crazy Jane, immediately draw a new personality card. This replaces the existing one, so you can switch forms mid-turn if you accidentally roll something wrong. Gross. Elastigirl, she loses stretching until the next activation. Negative Man, cannot use the minor explosion weapon and radioactive self, soul self trait for the remainder of the round. If it's active, it ends immediately. And Robot Man, cannot take more actions this round unless it spends 2 AC to do it. Yeah. So there are strategies that you can get to ignore this. Right. But having to spend strategies kind of sucks. Uh, and finally, Strange Things Happen. At the end of any activation where a model scores a natural double 6... You place a 30 millimeter marker within six of that model. Once per round, each of your models may take a willpower roll while in contact with one of these markers. On a successful roll, remove that marker from the will from the game and score two VP. Any models within four of these markers with a willpower value of five or less suffers the scared effect, and no more than five of these markers may be in play at the same time. Okay. So they also have an they also have a special rule that's in the team document, but not in like most of the other like team builders, right. where they're able to spend VPs uh, to use more strategies. Yeah. So they've got, what, one, two, three, four, five strategies? Okay. Uh, so the I Need Support one, I already read that one. Intensified, intensified Problems. The Strange Things Happen rule is also triggered by double fives this round. When the strategy is employed by Leading the Way rule, its cost is reduced by one, so leading the way is the one I was talking about where they can spend. Right. Uh, so resignation. Once per game, choose one model. That model ignores that I never asked for this rule this round. So it's good to have that one in your back pocket just in case. Yeah. Uh, situation controlled. Once per game, choose one model. That model ignores the losing control rule this round. So same thing, but for the other bad rule. Right. And under pressure, this is the big one that a lot of people are really nervous about. Target model, target friendly model gains the living legend rule until the end of the round. So I can spend Wicked. three VP in a game to make some, or sorry, four because it's one additional one right. to make someone a living legend for the turn. Like Robot Man activating twice, yeah. Like Crazy Jane going twice and changing personalities like that could be really devastating if it gets good personalities. That's a little bit of a risk, though, especially if you're spending super risky. Especially if you're mm -hmm. spending four VP. Mm -hmm. Maybe not Crazy Jane, but definitely I can see Robot Man, because he's already pretty tanky. Yeah, so there's... This list is going to require a lot of finesse, a lot of practice. I'm really excited to... I've already got them pre-ordered. They're coming probably next week or week after. Um, I built my Janny the Street table already, so I'll probably bring that over for when we do uh, the first playthrough with them. Fair enough. But uh, expect to see them on the channel. They're, they're coming, I'm excited, and they're going to be weird. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to play them. Um, I guess that's all we. Oh, do we know what the uh, donkey does? Yes, we do. Has it been released yet? Cause yes, that was a, another one of the questions. Like, why is there a donkey? So the albino donkey is their objective. Yeah. It's three VPs to the owner when they control it. So the marker is deployed by you up to twelve inches away from the enemy deployment zone and at least six inches from a board edge. So it's like the doom. It's like the Titans portal, but you deploy it instead. Okay, cool. Uh, so when the objective is controlled, an interdimensional zone is created, extending in a 6-inch radius from the marker. In the following round, any model that begins its activation within 6 of the marker must pass a willpower roll with a plus 2, or they're unable to move more than 6 inches from the marker. The owner of the objective scores 1 additional VP each time one of their models within 6 of the marker scores VP. No more than 6 bonus VP can be scored in this way. So... That's a weird one because then you can only get six VP bonus total. It doesn't say per round. Okay. Uh, and then in the recount phase, the opponent places the marker up to D6 inches away. Weird. So it moves, it wanders, you can't move away from it if you fail the willpower roll. It's going to be very, very interesting. 
Right. So between that and the markers, they have two different ways of scoring up scoring VPs. On top of just regular. And if they score the marker in the radius of the albino donkey, even more VPs. Gotcha. So. Alright. Well, I guess that takes us through, I guess, this month's releases. Like we said earlier, there haven't done any other previews for this month, and it's the last day, so I assume not this month, although they have a lot of other things going on in their other games. Here's hoping that Watchmen box comes out soon. I'm hoping they, they officially announce that. Yeah, we did see pictures from, I guess, whatever Gen Con. Gen Con. Was it Gen Con? Okay. Yeah. Uh, of the new Watchmen. They look pretty sexy. So it's nice to see that that's a faction coming back. Mm-hmm. Hopefully there were their rules are a little better than first edition because in first edition they were sort of a, a have not crew. Yeah, um, they were pretty shitty back then. I mean, they moved the game to a three fifty game, so that that part's pretty cool. Yeah, that might help out too. Um, so with that, uh, let's jump into our main topic. All right, so uh, going to the main topic. Today's main topic is uh, I guess tournaments and you know tournament prep, how you get ready to take yeah. part in a tournament, um, stuff like that. Uh, first of all, though, we just had, um, I guess, my big tournament that I'm sort of involved with, Capital City Bloodbath here in Ottawa. Um, this is our fifth year running uh, this event, and it's our best year yet so far. Huge turnout. Yeah, not not so much for Batman, but yeah. we, we started as a Warhammer Fantasy event, uh, and then when 8th Ed became 40k, we turned it into a 40k event. And uh, this year... Based on the numbers, I think we've just become the biggest one in Canada. We had 118 people show up for 40k, which is Damn. super crazy. Then we had like another 40 for AOS, and then we I ran uh, Batman because I don't play the Warhammers anymore. I'm just sort of, I'm only with the event now, just like as a background organizer. Um, but I still run my small games. So we did uh, Batman. We had eight players come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, big props to Zach because he pulled off first place with that militia. With that fucking militia. <laughs> um, so, you know, congrats, buddy. You did. You did awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, everyone else brought sort of a good mix of stuff. We had two mm-hmm. players who I think hadn't played before at all, yeah. but they're now all in on the game, which is super cool. Um, pretty good prize pool, I think. Great prize pool. KM hooked us up with some stuff, and then I had some other stuff uh, donated from, like, Red Dragon and Dylan at Multizone. Um, Shout out to my boy. Yep. Uh, both channel sponsors, so check their, their websites out and shit. Multizone.ca. Yep, and I don't know Red Dragons. This, I don't even know if they have a website yet. Yeah, they do. Oh, okay. It's actually pretty good. Uh, hmm. They run it through Crystal Commerce, so they have, like, everything oh, listed out. Super nice. nice. It's really cool. Um, so yeah, I had, did you have fun there? I don't know. Oh yeah, no, it was a great event. Uh, all the players were really fun. Yeah. It it was, it was very, there were like certain tables that were serious, uh, typically my tables, um, because I was gunning for that Cobra box. Right. But everyone had a lot of fun. Uh, we made sure to like make sure the new guys had a good time and we like taught them the game as we went. Um, there wasn't too many, I think the only try hard list that there was there was Jason's. And yours. Oh, mine wasn't try hard. Oh, the, I had the merciless. I'm lying. Yeah, it's pretty try hard. Yeah. You take merciless. You're just yeah. fuck you. Yeah, I brought that in case there was any Batmobiles. Just just because. Just in case. Yeah, okay. I needed something anti-tank. I wasn't gonna go there without it. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so yeah, it was, it was. I I had fun running it. It was good. It was good seeing everyone show up and have a good time. Yeah. Um, other than that, that's not too much else to say about that since we don't focus on the 40k or other games. Yeah. Um, big shout out though to uh, Stefan, uh, the sidekick for sort of that Minnesota area. He's running a big event in November called the Renegade Open, um, and they've sold out their Batman event, their main Batman event twice now, uh, and they got like 48 players signed up for their main Batman event because they have three going on. There's like a double three days. That's three awesome. three days of Batman. Uh, they have like a doubles event, uh, then the main. 200. 200 per person? No, 200 reps oh, yeah, yeah, and sorry. the normal standard game. Yeah, so they have yeah a doubles event, the main event, which mm-hmm. is like 350 like standard tournament, and then a smaller 200 rep to sort of palate cleanse, I guess, on the Sunday. Have, have a fun time. It's yeah. Like a tense time. But 48 people for the main event, insane. I think they're the biggest Batman event in the world now, so big shout out to Stefan for all the hard work he's done and is going to be doing leading up to this event for sure. Getting all those tables and things ready. It's, I don't envy the work he has to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
I'm going, and one of our local guys, Andrew Triple, is going as well. So if anyone's going to be there, we'll see you there. Fortunately, Zach can't make it. Yeah. Making up weak excuses, I think. Weak. But <laughs> Sorry, I might have to relocate my entire life. No, not good enough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I guess with that out of the way, we can jump into sort of yeah. what we do to set up for tournaments uh, prep-wise. We will have a little bit of a different setup, but it's kind of the same general overview. Yeah. Um, so what I tend to do first is I tend to do like kind of a, a feel. I put up feelers for the local meta. I check out other people's games, see what the kind of stuff that they're running. It's a little hard because our community is divided between Ottawa and Petawawa. Right. So Petawawa is a, what, two, three hour drive away? No, it's not, it's, yeah, it's like one and a half to two hours depending on yeah. how you drive and what the traffic's like. Yeah. Um, so, like, we get out there sometimes, but typically it's, like, the tournaments that bring that crowd to us, or we, us to them. Right. Um, so yeah, just kind of getting a feeler for, like, if there's gonna be magic, if it's a heavy gun line list, if it's, uh, are they running a lot of Batman, which they shouldn't be. <laughs> Stuff like that. Yeah. Getting a kind of feel for what you might come up against. Uh, that's typically what I start with. Uh, and then from there, I make two decisions. I'm either going counter meta to play something that will play well against those, or I play off meta. So off meta for us, no one plays militia. I've I see I thought Jason played a couple of years ago, but he hasn't touched it in a while. Yeah, he's um, sort of moved on since then. Yeah, he plays more brave and the bold, like the the big gun Batmans of the Constantine or Red Hood or Grifter now. Yeah. Um, so I was like, well, we'll pick up Militia, and I'll throw that at some people to try and throw them off, because typically I'm a Freeze player, or a Brave and the Bold player myself. Right. So that was my goal with the Militia, was to throw everyone off, no one expects it. Everyone kind of expects me going into tournament, I think I've run Brave and the Bold once, and then Freeze every other time. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll throw something completely different at them, just to try and throw some people off. So that's where I got that from. Um, and then, is there anything for you before we get to list building? Um, typically, no. I kind of, I kind of just make, like, a generalist list, and then I don't really pay attention to what other people do. For me, like, I guess pre-tournament prep, um, I'll reread my cards, um, usually, like, the week of said event, I'll reread the whole rulebook, mm -hmm. and I know that sounds insane, but there's always, like, small rules or things, like... The game's so complex, and this isn't the only game I play. Mm -hmm. um, there's rules I might get wrong or forget, or just things that maybe we've played in the meta wrong. I mean, uh, a good example of that, uh, shout out to Cookie for bringing this up at Adepticon, was passive for every other rule, other than Freeze's power armor, is written differently. Where it has the cost in the, in the name. So when your knockdown is freeze, you can still spend the counters to use your power armor, but for every other passive, you can't. Really? Okay. So there's very slight things because the way the rules are written that are like that. So Cookie brought that up at Adepticon, which is really, really nice, because I had also had that argument a couple times with, with a couple local players, and the TO ended up ruling in, in a Cookie and I's favor. Okay. So yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> I'll reread my cards, make sure I kind of understand which each model of my list is going to do. Reread the rule book to make sure, like, I just have that nice refresher of what how the game plays. Um, fortunately, just due to my work schedule, I don't get to play as often as that. Basically, all the bat reps you see on the channel are the games I've played, um, other than tournaments. So, it is nice to have that refresher going for me uh, into the game. But other than that, I don't do too much pre-prep either, you know... I guess, like, basic stuff. Like, make yeah. sure I have all my counters and my stuff all packed away, ready to go. Um, so I'm just ready to go day of. Make sure you... Also, like, general stuff. Like, get a good night's sleep. Yeah. Um, one I don't listen to very much, but... Uh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> don't drink heavily the night before. Um, that rule seems bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't... Sometimes I play better when I'm super hungover, so... Um, you know, just... Make sure you're also mentally and physically ready to go yeah. the next day. Like, eat a good meal, uh, drink lots of water throughout the tournament just so you're not dehydrated. So those last few games, you're not just, like, lethargic and destroyed. Yeah. You want to be able to think straight during these tournaments. So kind of weird basic shit like that. 
I guess just general, like, look after yourself like a human adult being like you are. Speaking of being an adult, uh, one of my biggest prep things is making sure I have my Snorlax slippers. Uh, at this point, they are a staple of good luck. They're also wicked stained and old looking. And falling apart. I need new ones. <laughs> um, so from there, I guess list building is where I go next. Yeah. I, I try to hit a couple core tenements. I try and do at least one decent ranged option, as well as a solid leader that plays and feels good for the rest of the list. So with Brave and the Bold... Gordon feels good for gun lines or having like a big free agent, whereas like Batman might be the bigger bigger piece on your board if you're doing Brave and the Bold. So bringing smaller pieces to a company with him, as opposed to just overloading with big things or overloading with small things. Because I've tried doing all cop lists, and in my meta that doesn't work as much. Um, yeah, it does. What are you talking about? I mean, not, not if you're doing a standard. Fair enough. If you're doing Eternal, fuck yeah, you can... Power load those guns, but give me Loam and all the guns. I think I think the best list I've had that was mostly cops was Gordon, like six cops, seven cops, and then Jason Blood, because yeah. then he turns to Etrigan because people start dying really quick, and then he just kind of starts making up for the slack. Yeah, uh, that was the list I beat Carl with for the first time. I actually remember that tournament. Oh no way! That's yeah, crazy. And he didn't even turn to Etrigan that round. It was just Jason Blood just putting hurt out. <laughs> um, so yeah, I try to keep to those core tenements. Um, I think, like, for example, like, for my militia lists, I wanted to use Deathstroke, so I put Deathstroke, great melee, and then I put Deadshot as my ranged. Oh, crazy, okay. And then for my other one, I put, uh, Jason Todd as the leader, so there's my range, and then I put Merciless. Initially, it was going to be Owlman, but then I decided, just in case there's a battle. Merciless is a little better. Yeah. yeah. Point-wise, output-wise, reliability, everything, yeah. basically. Um... Not as mobile as Owlman, but even then, I'll, I'll take the reliable damage output over mobility, because I have Todd already. Yeah, fair enough. So, And he's not too slouchy in, in close combat himself, right? No, exactly. You can buy him the reinforced gloves, and he's super quick, so... Yeah. Movement four with a back claw and the vanish, like... Yeah. 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 He can go where he wants to. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, list building is more... I don't make... So... Zach was saying earlier, um, he tries to look at the meta and either go counter or um, off meta. Mm-hmm. I kind of just make like an all-rounder list. Like I don't really keep up to tabs on what other local players are doing. So for me, it's just something I feel confident that I can deal with most situations. That was sort of uh, like my ethos for my Joker list that you saw on the channel like a million times, the one with... Uh, Arkham Joker, Borgon Punker with their two back claws, mm-hmm. uh, and then sort of just clowns that get work done or are filler pieces. Uh, once I got like sort of that lower rep, yeah. Um, and Harley was in there too, uh, <clears throat> and that was a list that I felt confident facing basically anything I came up against, uh, yeah. even like uh, multiverse Batman, the big one, yeah. Um, Joker was able to do that with his total vision. He just like, okay, I'm going to one-shot gun you. And I don't know how many times that actually paid off in my favor where I got, like, the six blood off with the with the luck re-roll. Yeah. Um, so that was a list that I just felt like anything that I can face, I can deal with. And since standard's becoming the, the typical thing, I'm having a harder time making lists like that, but mm-hmm. that's still, like, what I shoot for is, like, what list can I make that will deal with everything? And then my second list, if it's one of those events where you have two... Um, I'll maybe focus on one aspect of the game more. So maybe I'll make like a shooty list or like mm-hmm. a straight up like bruiser list. Um, but yeah, as long as I have that like all rounder and then sort of like a weird niche list, that's kind of how I make my lists. Uh, I, I kind of mentioned it when I was talking about like Owlman, but I also try and incorporate models that I really like into my lists. Uh, like Clayface saw no play in our meta. I I think I'm the only one who owns him and plays him. I think Steph might, but he's never played it. Right. Um, King Shark. I made really popular in our meta when I started bringing him out. Yeah, he's really good. Um, well, Clayface is amazing, too. I don't know why he's just not used as much. And for 115 points, with he's basically invincible. I, I think he's died once in every game I've played with him. Yeah. And, like, I put him against Owls. Like, and he still didn't die there, so... Yeah, no, he's... I, I try and fill in some models that I want to play. Uh, unfortunately, I can't justify that with Croc, but we'll get there one day, I think, hopefully. Maybe we'll get an update... <laughs> Please, please, I think you him. Um, yeah, so then other than that, I guess, like, day of the event, what kind of rituals or things that you do to help out? 
Uh, slippers. <laughs> I tend to do the McDonald's breakfast just to make sure I have like a full belly going into the day, so I'm focused. Even though it's not the greatest. Oh, it's definitely not. I mean, but I'm gonna die at like 45 anyway. Like, oh, fair enough. I'm, I'm not concerned at this okay. point. I've written, my, I've written myself off. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's for me. I find I have to test my lists at least three times. Okay. Before I'm before I will accept going into the tournament with it. I didn't do that for CCBB because I had tried it with Owlman and Black Manta and a couple of different things, and then last minute I switched to Merciless, and it made me very nervous going into it. Right. Because I tried to test it three times against three different lists to get a feel for how it plays. So, But the Merciless ended up working out because it is the Merciless. For me, just because I don't get chances to play that many games, Mm -hmm. um, I kind of make my list, I guess, in a vacuum. But... And I don't know how to quantify this or explain it, but when I make a list, it gets to a point where I'm like, that's the one. Like, I just kind of feel that it's right, and that's kind of how I prepare for that type of thing. Um, Sometimes I am completely wrong, and I get crushed in tournaments, which happens more often than I like to to admit, Uh, but then other times I pull it out and do actually super well. So um, I guess, like, my day of rituals aren't really anything crazy, you know? Same with Zach, I'll pick up something on the way, make mm-hmm. sure I have something in my belly. Usually we have a lunch break anyway, but you don't yeah. want to, like, you just want to be physically prepared. Have, eat a meal, even just pound, like, a banana or something, and then yeah. uh, make sure you you drink a lot of water. Or I tend to only eat one thing during the day to try and keep myself not too... Sluggish. Too sluggish and full, because yeah. I don't want to get the itis and just like feel like I want to sleep under the table. Yeah, fair enough. So, like, even CCBB, I, I ate, like, a very light lunch. I didn't eat breakfast, but right. we only played one game, and then I had a light lunch to kind of keep well, me even. lunch was included in the ticket price. Exactly. So, so I knew going want, into it. You want to take advantage of that, right? Oh, and plus it was pulled, it was what, uh, Montreal smoked meats sandwiches? Like Yeah, that day yeah, it, it was. It was great. That was pretty cool. Um... And then, I guess, like, other things, um, during the day, if it's not going well, Mm -hmm. remember it's just a game, so don't let, you know, some heavy losses affect your future games, just kind of take each game as its own separate thing. Mm -hmm. Sure, you might have lost your last one, try to think about what factors led into that loss, but don't go into your next game, like, angry or pissed off, because... yeah. Sure, you paid to be there, but so did your opponents. It's not fair to be, like, rude to them. And at the same time, like, you want to do better, so try to learn from your mistakes other than just, like, making get you, like, super frustrated. If you have to take, like, a five-minute walk around, like, do it. And there's always breaks between matches. Yeah. That's that's always viable. So, like, yeah. Just try to be in, like, a positive headspace. I mean, we're all adults playing with little Batman toys, so you can't take it too serious, I don't think. Yeah, and, like... I think on that point too, it, it it's a hard it's a hard line to toe. But if you're losing horribly, that decision to forfeit is so contentious. Because like I know I know a couple guys that like if they're losing really hard, they'll just forfeit, and that's not fair for their opponent because then they're not making the points that they could have, and they're not doing right. what they could have. But at the same time, like if you're just having a brutal day, it's like can is it justifiable? I think it is. I know I forfeit only once, mm-hmm. I think, at a tournament. But it was turn three, I had, like, Hobo Clown left. And I didn't yeah. break that turn. It's just, like... At that point, that's fair, yeah. You, you won the game, like... And I said, like, I'm going to forfeit, but you get max points. Like, just say you wipe my list, uh, and then, like, count up, like... Mm-hmm. I do, like, a quick, like, can you get these guys on these objectives? Yeah, okay, then assume you got, like, boom, all of it. Yeah, and, th- and that's fair if you want to work that out with your opponent. Like, I yeah. think that's a better solution than the, oh, I, I forfeited so you get four points a turn and an automatic major because... Right. Because, yeah, you can lose out and that can affect your opponent later on if they're actually doing well. Exactly, yeah. But, um... Where was I going from that? Like, I knew there was no chance of me bringing it back, and I think some people... Mm. Uh, forfeit too soon like like they might have a bad like one or two rounds and like okay well it's fucking done mm-hmm. I've seen so many like comeback stories in games where it's just like yeah 
first two or three turns, you're just getting crushed. It looks yeah. like you're never going to bring it back. And then all of a sudden, boom, you have that one good turn. You knock out a couple of your opponent's guys. You land on your objectives, and you start generating those points back. Like, I've seen games flip super quick. So yeah. don't don't jump the gun on the forfeit. And to be honest, if, like, you can play it out, just, just do it. Mm-hmm. It might suck. It might be, like, soul-crushing for that. But just remember, your, your opponent's there to play and have fun too so you gotta have to be like a good good sport about it you know yeah. you can be a sore loser so i don't know that's a hard one i guess to quantify to you because there, there's so many like what if situations exactly. that would lead into it like it's hard to say but so many variables just... yeah i'd say like for the most part don't forfeit unless mm-hmm. it's like crazy obvious like in my case i had yeah. hobo clown left like I think when there's that, like, when you have one model and it's a, a pretty bare-bones henchman... It's, it's a 14-point model and yeah. my opponent has all of his stuff left. I'm like, okay, you got this one. Like, yeah. Hobo ain't, ain't coming back from this. Like. No, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, on the whole, I think, as long as you're going into the tournament with a good mindset, uh, a list that you're happy with, and all your stuff's there, and your, any rituals you might have are, are done, like, I think that's kind of like my bare bones for going into a tournament just being ready to have a good time because like it's nice getting together with everyone playing games having fun like with my like i said with my meta it's very split so i get to play with players that i don't normally get to play with i only see at tournaments so that's really nice and even if like say you're traveling to other metas mm -hmm. like talk to people yeah It, it tournaments are such a great place to meet new people see awesome painted armies different crews see how like other people play the game Mm -hmm. like what they think is good might not be what you think is good just based on like their meta and something you'll see in our in our later game that we're filming where i'm playing Roz in my meta i've seen one Roz used ever yeah it's not that popular dylan used him against my asbats and asbats just kind of danced around him all day while he couldn't catch anything um but when you go to tournaments we all share one thing in common and that's playing the batman miniatures game so it's such a great place to like meet new people and make friends and like that's kind of, like, the best part of playing miniatures. Like, otherwise, why aren't we just playing video games? If you don't want to meet people, like, get out there. Um, And that's why I really like tournaments, is just seeing all these people who are enthusiastic about the same thing as me. Exactly, yeah. Uh, So I guess that wraps up that topic, so we can jump into our next one. All right, so our next segment is uh, games we've played. Um, So for me, um, TCBB was uh, two weeks ago. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and leading up to that, I knew I wasn't going to play. I just wanted to focus on, like, tournament running. Uh, so I did have a ringer for that who graciously came in. Jason, thank you very much. Um, so leading up to CCBB, I didn't have a lot of games played going into it. And then right after, I went on vacation for two weeks. Um, I did get some games in, but not Batman. So I, I got to try out the new Warcry game from Games Workshop, which actually pretty decent. I liked it. Um, it's very quick and simple. It's... It's no Batman in terms of, like, depth of rules yeah. and tactics, but it, it, it's fun, it's quick, uh, so I had fun with that. And then uh, another game that I play a lot is uh, Free Blades by DGS Games, so I did uh, a few demos for some friends uh, while I was on vacation, and then uh, I played a bit the other night, uh, yesterday at Red Dragon, home of Can Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so nothing Batman related, so I guess I'll just pass it over to Zach. Uh, so the two games I would talk about, uh, one will be a bit quicker than the other because points-wise it was a lot lower than the other one. Right. So uh, I played a 200-point game. Uh, I played Modern Age Batman and Robin with Alfred from the DKR box cool. against Rebirth Talia and four assassins. Um, we were trying 200 points just to see how other points felt. Uh, we played 200 points for the partners game not too long ago, but. I wanted to see just like a one-on-one 200 to see how that felt. We played it on a two-by-two, so it was reduced size and also reduced uh, terrain, but it was very cluttered with terrain anyway. Right. Because that's what we had decided on. Um, I personally am not a fan of the 200-point format for one-on-ones. I do like that the game went faster and there was less setup that was needed, but I think it might have been just looking at my list... It was kind of just a slap fest. I was hitting Talia. She was blocking it. Talia was hitting me. I was blocking it. Right. So nothing really happened. I kept knocking out assassins because it's six endurance and they're going down like bricks. Yeah. But he just kept bringing them back up so I couldn't really get any headway. And then as well, uh, everything's reduced so there's less strategy points, there's less objectives, there's less everything. So that felt a little weird. 
I think I like the 350 format because it's an, it gives me a nice balance of I can bring a leader, someone I want to bring, and then a bunch of henchmen. Right. Whereas this was just like, cool, I get a very tight thematic team, but pretty low endurance, so Batman being nine being the biggest, and yeah. then Robin being four, Alfred being five. Gone pretty yeah. quick. Do you think that was just the way you guys set up the game, or is it just inherent of, like, 200-point games? Uh because sorry it, it does sound interesting mm-hmm. I, I guess hearing about it like yeah cool a, a small quick game on a smaller mm-hmm. board do you think it would those factors wrecked it or was it just it's probably not the best way to play in my opinion i think it's not the best way to play just because after that game i sat down and i thought about crews that might have trouble at 200 and then i wrote lists for them yeah so stuff like uh, trying to write lists for Titans, trying to like, write lists for Doom Patrol, trying to write lists for Cobra. Right. Um, and a lot of the lists were just not even viable. Doom Patrol has one list that doesn't leave you 40 points under, and it's Beast Boy, Niles Calder, and Crazy Jane. Yeah. And that's not a list that's, that's reliable. That's not great. Because um, I know at last Renegade... Uh, Steph also ran mm-hmm. uh, like a, a low point event again. I think it was 250. 250 seems a lot more doable than 200, in my opinion. I might be wrong on on that. I think I have the list up on the board there somewhere. Mm. Um, I ran Joker though, so I Joker has, has the benefit of having a lot of cheap dudes. Yeah. Um, but I do know one of my opponents only had like three models. It was like Hot Girl, um, Vibe. And Team Arrow. This stuff is a lot in that. Uh, Killer Frost. Yeah. I think that was her list, and it was just like, not the greatest. Yeah. Sure, Hawkgirl's pretty strong, but that's basically all your damage output. Yeah. Even um, Owls. I played it at our doubles. I played March, Strix, and the Lady. Strix went down. March was trying to do all of the work with the Lady doing nothing, so yeah. it's like you're really down models and Owls. Yeah. So it, it's it's hard. Um, I know, f- like, very early first edition, mm-hmm. the point standard was 300. And even then, it, it was all right because I didn't know better. But mm-hmm. once we made that switch to 350, it just felt a lot... It felt right. If, yeah. If, if I can... I can't really explain. It's just like, yeah, that makes more sense. Um, I know one person locally fought against it. Uh, but... <laughs> I guess he had personal stake in the game as well, because it's Dylan. Um, But I think most people were on board with the 350 quickly after it changed. Yeah, and and I I did enjoy the thematic aspect of it, like I said, but I've only written one list that I didn't hate at 200, which was with Militia, because their leaders are all pretty cheap, their henchmen are all pretty cheap. The only problem there, again, is funding, because with only 1,000 Red Hood... Jason Todd to be decent needs the hook pistol for mobility probably. Okay. If not, maybe an extra shot. So that's seven hundred right there. Okay. So it's already. Do you think it would be better if it was just like, no leaders, only sidekicks, or something like that? I think if there was a rule where you could make any model above henchman the boss for a two hundred point game, it might be a bit more serviceable. Okay, I can see that. So you can have like free agent like a 50 point free agent leader or something or yeah anything like i would like i would love like clayface doing a bank robbery and clayface has a bunch of goons that he hired or something like i think if it was a bit more flexible at 200 it could be better but with the current rule set it's it's dicey because like there are certain models that will just get no play at that level like 161 bane already sees a hard enough time getting fitted into 350 Oh man, points. two model lists. That'll be great. Yeah, no, I could never do it. I remember at 300, uh, again, Dylan used to run a two model list. It was Big Bane, who was 150 at the time. Deathstroke. And Deathstroke was yeah. 150 at the time. Two models. God. Yeah, now he adds White Rabbit to that list. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're back up to 350. All right. Do uh, you have any other games? My other game was my last game at CCBB. I played against a local player named BJ. Um, a lot of people from the States will probably know him because he goes to a Depicon every year. Yeah. Um, I think he won second one year and then third another. Mm-hmm. So he does pretty good. He's a great player. And, yeah. and it, it's a lot of fun to play against BJ because he also tends to do what I do where it's very off-meta picks. Yes, he's, yeah, he's really strange with his lists. Uh, so he played Comic Arrow, uh, Red, not Arsenal? Or is it Arsenal or is it Speedy? I can't remember what that old model is. I think it's Arsenal. 
Red Hood. Or uh, Red Arrow. We'll Red Arrow, that. yeah. Uh, Black Canary, the GCP, GCPD detective, and I think like an, another cop. A oh, Huntress, that's who it was. The yeah. other one is Huntress. Um, so a very fast mobile list, a bunch of undercovers and hiddens. Uh, he played it in Brave and the Bold, so that way he didn't have the, constri- the like the restrictions of Team Arrow. Right. But he played it against my Jason Todd, um, Red like Sniper, Merce list, and then five goon list. And turn one, he moved Black Canary in front of three of my goons. Canary cried, stunned two of the three of them, and then Merciless came around the corner and just one shot her. Oh jeez! And then for the rest of the game, it was just his guys running around, hiding, and like jumping around, being acrobats, being crazy. Yeah. So it was kind of me chasing around the board. I think I got everything down except for uh, Arsenal and Green Arrow, and they were both pretty close to dead. But he managed to get her lucky wake up on Green Arrow, then hopped him away right away because the nice. first turn. So it was, I think it was my most fun game at CCBB. It was really, really enjoyable. Very different. He was pulling, like, moving arrow through the sewers to a weird hidden spot that I couldn't get to right away. Right. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it'd be just good fun to play. Yeah. Probably lots of shit talk to you, knowing him. Oh, absolutely. But that's that's part of the course. Yeah, that's how we play. Um, okay, so I guess that wraps up our game. So next up, we'll jump into our Brother Eye section. All right, so for our Brother Eye segment, uh, if this is your first time tuning in, this is where we pick a model that we like and would either like to see better or one that we think is pretty decent and mm-hmm. just doesn't see enough play. Uh, we'll pick one and sort of talk about them. So, Zach, if you want to sure. do yours first. Uh, so my pick is the 75-point Katana. 75 rep, 100 funding. Uh, she's a free agent for Brave and the Bold. She's willpower 7. The biggest thing that lets her down is strength 5. Yeah. Movement 3, attack 4, defense 4, special 3, endurance 6. She's an acrobat. She has adaptable. She has faint. So target a single enemy model in contact and make an agility roll. If successful, the target can't block this model's attacks until the end of the round. Martial artist, precise blow for the plus 1 to hit and rerolling collateral damage and stealth. And she has the Soul Taker Katana, which is double blood, handy sharp, enervating one, and shurikens, so double stun, two shots, three ammo, light short range throwing. So she's a very good output model, but the thing that holds her back is the strength five. Yeah. When I bought her, I didn't see that. I looked at all of her other stuff, I'm like, this is amazing, I want this on my team. Her 75 points is very reasonable, but I think she suffers from that first edition mentality where female models get strength 5 90% of the time stuff like her Talia a lot of those girl models that are f- fives don't make sense like old strix i think is a 5 but she brought no, her she was she was the first she was the first four okay. female but i also they did do that with all the females but i think it was also uh, a katana thing not katana mm-hmm. the person but katana the weapon, weapon? Mm-hmm. cuz all those until Strix, no model had a katana and okay. had strength four, I believe. Yeah, but in this day and age, most do. Right. Like Robin is strength four, blood, blood, handy, sharp with his katanas, right. and he has combo. So. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I think that was um, a mitigating factor for the handy sharp at the time. Right. Because okay. now you see models like Robin, like Strix, who are insane on their damage output because of that handy sharp double blood and I think that was more of a design thing where it's like okay anyone who's going to get this katana Mm -hmm. strength 5 because sure you got strength 5 kind of sucks but you got the re-rolls hopefully that'll help see but for Talia that doesn't make sense for me then because Talia is only sharp and she's not handy so okay she has weapon master so she's plus 1 to hit but like with a 5 up strength with 1 re-roll she feels really bad yeah fair enough um I agree, though. she's She has all the tools, and it is that strength 5 that does let her down. I think if she had strength 4, she would see a lot more play. Because she's fragile enough with endurance 6. Yes, adaptable. She's probably going to be defense 5. Yeah. But she's not a martial art. Or she has martial artists, never mind. Yeah. So you need to like whistle her or get lucky on hits. But 6 endurance, that's 3 punches from a Batman. That's 2 shots from an assault rifle. Like, yeah, if those hits get through, she's done. But yeah. she does have the defense... Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a model that I'm still going to try with the strength 5 but I'm hoping we'll see a revision to bring her more in line with the current state of the game right um, so for me uh, it's my boy Arkham Knight Batman um, he's one I run a lot 
uh, just to go over him, or when I do run Batman, it's, yeah. it's usually him. Um, so just go over his stats. He's 150 funding. Um, he's a leader for Brave and the Bold. Willpower 8. Strength 3+. plus. He's movement 2. Attack and defense 5. Endurance 8. He has batterings, which are medium range, remote control, throwing, uh, with rate of fire 2, 2 stun, and 3 ammo. He has the bat cape. The bat armor mark 2, which uh, gives him a... 6 up plus 1 to movement. 5 up. Mark 2? Is it mark 3? Mark 3. Oh, okay. Uh, 5 up. Uh, ignore hits. And um, if he makes a... Isn't it if he moves, he can close combat from 2 inches yeah. away? Yeah, it is. So it gives him reach if he had moved that turn, <laughs> which chances are he had moved that turn. Statistically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he has a bat claw. Uh, detective, he has the disruptor, so for two special, you can pick an enemy model within eight inches and line of sight. Target cannot use ranged weapons with the firearm or beam rule for that turn. He's explosive gel, no one will ever use that ever. No, yeah. Uh, he's a martial expert, so I believe that is the, he causes crits on a four, five, or six, mm -hmm. which is nice. He's a master fighter, so he gets plus one to hit, um, with his unarmed attacks. Uh, he has night vision, reinforced gloves, sneak attack, and teamwork one all. Yes. Um, so yeah, I, I really like this Batman. Um, I really like the Arkham Knight video game. Yeah, same. Um, I think where this guy's let down is, I guess, his funding. Um, I just had a conversation with a friend online uh, about their list, and he took uh, Rebirth Batman. Which who, is my boy. <laughs> uh, who has the same funding cost, and um, Zach and I just talked about it before mm -hmm. we, we recorded this part. Um I guess I like this Batman. He has a little bit of mitigating uh, factor against the old famous Batwhiff. He's got that plus one to hit. Mm -hmm. um, he's still strength three plus, which is nice. Um, and he crits on a four, five, or six. Although his crits don't... It's just an extra stun, but it's nice to have. Yeah. Um, I like the Disruptor on him. Um, he's kind of slow with the movement too, but you know he's willpower eight, attack and defense five, which is nice. Give him the, the Kevlar cowl and the... Uh, Enhanced bat suit. Yeah, enhanced bat suit. So, so he's usually he'll be endurance nine, ignoring mm -hmm. crits. Um, I really like this guy. Uh, when you move him, he gets reach on his attacks. Um, so yeah, this is usually my go-to Batman. Although I guess I can understand why someone would take either a cheaper Batman or uh, Rebirth. But I think this guy still has a place in the game. And chances are, if I'm making a Brave and the Bold list with Batman, this guy's gonna be in it just because I like him so much. Yeah, and, th and that's fair. Like, I, I personally haven't played with him. I've played against him. Uh, the night vision is a really good mitigating factor for sneak attacks. Because um, yeah. never can get sneak attack, basically. Right. Um, so that was kind of annoying for me to have to try and deal with. But I played him against... Re it was Rebirth Batman versus okay. that Batman. So it ended up being a bit of a smack fest. But with Rebirth Batman having that 9 willpower. Right. And being in will uh, Endurance 9, I think. So with 10 with the Enhanced Batsuit. Yeah. World's Greatest Detective is a great rule. So it ended up being his kit versus mine. I ended up pulling out a win just through other activations because I was running Raven the Bold, he was running Bat Family. Okay. So I think it might have also been like he could only do stuns where I was able to do Bloods. Right, and in but, Bat Family, I don't think this guy fits. Like, this is... Yeah, 150 is a lot. Yeah, this is a specific uh, Brave and the Bold Batman for sure. Yeah. Um, but even... I don't understand why people take... Uh, multiverse Batman in Bat Family either. <laughs> I, I, the only reason I can see why is that everyone gets Boy Wonder, so no handy rerolls against him. I guess, but but that's yeah. a huge chunk of change, especially if you're stuck with just using the the sidekicks free agents and exactly. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, this is this is my pick for this month. Uh, I really like him. I'll keep using him because he's now standard. So yeah, yeah, true. He's, he's my boy. Um, I guess with that, that wraps up uh, this episode of the Rogues Gallery. Um, so check us out on Podbean. Mm -hmm. uh, we're now on iTunes under the Can Hammer uh, podcast section. So just search like Rogues Gallery Can Hammer. Should come up. Um, we'll post this on YouTube as well, as long with as long along with all of our other. Jeez, uh, <laughs> can't talk today. Uh, along with all of our other content, so uh, model reviews, unboxings, battle reports, uh, all for Batman. Uh, usually I try to get those out every Friday. Um, this week, the video will be out Saturday. Um, 
And uh, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we're always posting content, usually not Batman related, but I try to keep that stuff going as well. All links for that will be on our Facebook page. And um, big shout out to our sponsor, Red Dragon. They sponsor the channel and the podcasts, and uh, there's some stuff that they do. Um, and what's that discount code that they get, that they have for us? They so right now. We've changed our sponsorship thing. Oh, okay. Um, so right now, it's if you're a Patreon, you get a, a code for uh, the Red Dragon website, and it gives you, I believe, 15% off all purchases, Games Workshop, Night Models related. Mm-hmm. Uh, might actually be everything, but at least those two things for sure. And um, so yeah, all info, info for that will be on the Can Hammer Patreon page, just how our discount with uh, Red Dragon works. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next month. See you on the streets of Gotham.